Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Email the program at info at rudymaxa.com or follow us on Facebook at Rudy Max's World. And now, America's number one travel radio show, Rudy Max's World. Welcome back to the second hour of the country's most widely syndicated radio travel show. I'm Rudy Maxa, your genial radio show host. And if you're just joining me, I can tell you that I, I really sort of said my piece about the German Wings tragedy at the opening of the show's first hour. By Thursday of this week, we knew the probable cause of that crash. And over the coming days and weeks, the media will be filled with more news about the pilot who flew the plane into the ground. The protocol or lack of protocol of his airline to vet its pilots for emotional or other health problems. So I'm going to leave that to others. If you would like to hear my thoughts on that crash and how I think about it, uh, by Sunday afternoon, you'll find a podcast of that first hour of the show by going to RudyMaxa.com. Just click on podcast. It'll be there. I open the show with about five minutes of observations that, well, some of them might surprise you. Just click on hour one of this weekend's show at RudyMaxa.com under podcasts. Meanwhile, let's, let me tell you what's coming up this hour. Well, I learned something this week that might be news to you, too. For a while now, Hertz has been, installing has been installing cameras inside some of its rental cars. They're not working at this point. Um, and uh, it's coupled with its navigation system that Hertz has call called Never Lost. Um, we're going to ask the obvious question of why they are there in just a moment with, with Rich Broom. Um, we're going to talk with him. He's the Hertz VP of Corporate Affairs and Communications. Then we're going to take a visit to Dearborn, Michigan, where Robert and Mary Carey uh, Describe the glories of what visitors can see at Ford's Dearborn Village and its related attractions. I remember visiting there as a kid, and it was a hoot. I imagine it's certainly much more built up than it was then. And this weekend, American Airlines and U.S. Airways are working to move an enormous amount of data. This would be merging the frequent flyer accounts of American and U.S. Airways uh, passengers. This involves 100 million. It's about one-third of the country's population, 100 million names and miles have to be coordinated. Brian Kelly, the founder of ThePointsGuy.com, will explain what the merger of these two enormous piles of data mean to you and me. And when you re re excuse me, and when you read a review on TripAdvisor, a hotel or resort, how do you know the writings of a member of the public uh, is tr are trust is trustworthy? Could a negative review be planted by a dirty trickster competitor or a glowing review be the product of the hotel owner's mother or brother? Linguists know a bit about how the language we write can reveal our biases. And Dr. Camelia Vasquez from the University of South Florida joins us to translate. Just a couple of quick uh, look at some of this week's news and travel. The Canadian government and others quickly ordered that a pilot never be left alone in the cockpit of, commercial, of a commercial jet following the German wings tragedy. Um, that, of course, begs all kinds of questions about whether a co-pilot could easily overwhelm a flight attendant sitting in there or crash the plane even if they were sitting in there. Lufthansa, Norwegian, Air Canada, Air Berlin, and EasyJet are among those who have uh, promulgated new rules almost instantly. In 2016, Disney Magic is going to begin sailing from the United Kingdom. It won't be its first European debut. Uh, Disney begins its second year soon of sailings out of Norway and Iceland. But that's uh, a big deal for Disney to start serving the U.K. Meanwhile, the world's largest cruise company, Carnival, ordered nine new ships to be built at two European shipyards for delivery from 2019 to 2020. Two. If you've always wanted to visit Russia, this summer is a good time. Aeroflot award seats are wide open, according to our friends at MileValue.com. You can use Delta Miles to book seats on Aeroflot, the Russian carrier that flies from New York, L.A., D.C., and Miami to Moscow and throughout Russia and Europe. And if you've always wanted to hear Celine Dion sing at the big on the big stage in Vegas, well, she's back. 
She's returning to the Coliseum at Caesars Palace on August 27th. The show is called Simply Celine. She's been on hiatus since August of 2014, almost a year by the time she gets back. She put her career on hold to focus on her husband and their family and associated health issues. All right, now to the question of cameras and rental cars. Sparked by the quiet installation of some cameras and some Hertz cars that are capable of allowing Hertz to see the interior of those cars, Rich Brooms, VP of Corporate Affairs and Communications for Hertz Global. Rich, thanks so much for joining me today. Rudy, thank you for having me on your show. Let's start with the, the overall question. Um, how did the idea of putting these cameras that are sort of turn inward uh, come up to Hertz, and what is the goal of those cameras? Yeah, Rudy, the, we've had never lost our own navigation and travel information system in about 20% of our U.S. cars for about the past 20 years, and periodically we update those units, and we're on our sixth generation. Uh, the ones that we began installing about nine months ago. And the primary function of those units was pr to provide touchscreen capability. But we thought at the time with the emerging popularity of, of, um, of FaceTime and Skype and the success of our own video kiosks in some of our rental locations that our customers might, and I underscore the word might, want an in-car video chat service sometime down the road. So it made economic sense for us to install the camera hardware in this generation uh, rather than say a year from now, figure out oh we should have installed camera in the in this never lost unit because people really want video chat. So we installed that and decided that we would uh, make the decision later on whether or not people actually wanted that kind of service. Uh, but at this point, as you mentioned, the cameras are not operational. There's no power source to the camera, and there's no software to provide a video chat service at this point. I understand about one out of eight Hertz cars have the capability now of, of, of a two-way chat, have that camera installed. Um, if they should become operational, are they on all the time? Does the driver have the option of turning them off? The thought is that if we develop this down the road, that only the driver would have the option to turn on the camera and only if the car is stationary. The company would not have the capability to... Um, turn on those cameras from their end. It would be totally driver-controlled because of the validity, the valid safety, uh, privacy concerns that many customers have. All right. There was a brouhaha on some, um, some uh, blogs this week about that, as is Hertz going to be spying on us or whatever. So uh, that puts that, uh, that to rest. Have, do you have any initial indication of whether folks might appreciate this capability? I presume if, uh, if, if a Hertz car was in an accident or you got a flat tire, it would certainly be an efficient way to communicate. Yeah, we, we thought there were three possible applications. One, people got lost if you're, they're in a place where never lost just couldn't help them. If they got into an accident or if they got broken down, they might want to have the ability to not only talk to somebody but to see somebody. But again, that would require a great deal of market research before we sink the investment into the major software upgrade that would go into creating the video chat capability. All right. Uh, last question, uh, Rich Broom, Vice President of Corporate Affairs at Hertz. Um, did you tell passengers that this was in there? I guess since it wasn't on, you probably didn't have any obligation to, but uh, is, was there anything in all that small type when I signed my rental agreement no, that tells me? No, there's nothing in there. The cameras aren't operational. They can't work. And we had started installing them last summer, and frankly, 99.5% uh, of the comments we get are about how much people like the uh, touchscreen capability. We, at, before the media uh, got a hold of this issue, we'd had only five comments out of hundreds of thousands of rentals about the, uh, about the, the, the camera lens that they could see. So it just wasn't an issue. It hasn't been an issue until the recent attention. And now all we're saying is if you are uncomfortable about the, uh, 
the camera lens that you can see in the car. Uh, tell us, and we'll put you in a different car. Got it. Thank you, Rich. Thanks very much for joining me. Thank you, Rudy. Rich Broom is the Vice President for Corporate Affairs and Communications at Hertz Global. As you heard, those cameras are not operational, and they won't be made operational without your knowing it. And if they are made operational, you will be the one who will be doing the operating. All right, you're listening to Rudy Max's World. When we come back, we're going to go with uh, Robert and Mary Carey to, uh, we're just outside of Detroit, to Greenfield Village, the part of the empire that is built by Henry Ford. You're listening to Rudy Max's World, and I'm so glad you are. Don't go away. Connect with America's number one travel radio show by calling 800-387-8025 or follow the program at RudyMaxa.com. We'll be right back. If you've got aches, pains, and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to what Georgia has to say about relief factor. Over the years, I've had several injuries. I have had lots of pain, and it's been hard for me to exercise. Now I'm much more active, so I'm losing weight, and I feel better. I would recommend it to anyone. For more information about Relief Factor and the two-week quick start for just $19.95, go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. If you've got aches, pains, and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to what Dave has to say about Relief Factor. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information about Relief Factor and the two-week quick start for just $19.95, go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Men over 40, have you tried the GNC award-winning breakthrough designed to invigorate your body and increase your libido? If you're experiencing lower sex drive, general sluggishness, and decreased performance, you need Nugenics. Nugenics is a powerful man-boosting breakthrough. For 2013, it won GNC's Innovative Product of the Year and was also named the number one selling men's vitality product. Learn how you can enjoy a complimentary bottle by calling now, 1-800-955-1252. Nugenics uses a clinically researched key ingredient to invigorate a man's body and increase his libido. Enjoy more passion, higher sex drive, improved performance. Be more of the man you want to be in the gym and in the bedroom. Tired of your body not performing like you'd like it to? Experience the award-winning breakthrough, Nugenics. Feel like the best man you can be by calling for your complimentary bottle. Nugenics is available at GNC and Vitamin Shop. But to get your complimentary bottle, you must call now. 1-800-955-1252. That's 1-800-955-1252. To connect with the program, call 800-387-8025. That's 800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. It is 18 after the hour. So glad you decided to spend part of your weekend with us on Rudy Maxa's World. You know, an impressive collection of American history sits just west of Detroit on I-94. It's known to many as the Henry Ford, but it also includes Greenfield Village and Ford's Rouge Factory. Now, if you've been to someplace like, say, Williamsburg, Virginia, and liked it, you're going to like this place. Our contributing hosts, Robert and Mary Carey, caught up with a Henry Ford senior executive, and here's their interview. 
Thanks, Rudy. If you enjoy American history or reliving the people, places, and things that have helped shape our great country, then a trip to Dearborn, Michigan might be in order. Located just outside Detroit, you'll find the Henry Ford Museum, Greenfield Village, and the Ford Rouge factory plant. Greenfield Village is like taking a step into an 80-acre time machine. It takes you back to the sights, the sounds, and sensations of America's past. There are 83 authentic historic structures, from Noah Webster's home, where he wrote the first American dictionary, to Thomas Edison's Menlo Park Laboratory, the courthouse where Abraham Lincoln practiced law. Mary and I have visited these locations with our sons and can attest they blend fun with history in a unique way for all to enjoy. For example, at Greenfield Village, you can ride a genuine Model T car. You can pull glass with world-class artisans, watch 1867 baseball, or take a train ride aboard a 19th century steam engine. It's a place where you can choose your lunch from an 1850s menu or spend time absorbing the home and workshop where the Wright brothers invented the airplane. The nearby Rouge factory plant is an actual working Ford factory where you'll be immersed in the past, present, and future of American automobile manufacturing. Today, it's where they make the Ford F-150 trucks. It's also been the home of Ford's 1929 Model A, the 32 V8, 49 Coupe, and legendary Thunderbird. We so enjoyed our experiences at the Henry Ford Museum, Greenfield Village, and the Rouge Factory Tour that we decided to invite onto the show Jim Johnson, the Senior Manager of Creative Programs for the Henry Ford. Jim, welcome to Rudy Max's World. Thanks for spending part of your weekend with Robert and me. We're going to get to the Rouge Factory a little later in the interview, but I want to start with the museum and Greenfield Village and all that they have to offer travelers. Condé Nast Traveler ranks your properties as one of the country's best museums. So in your opinion, tell us why. Well, it, what happens here and the experiences that people encounter here are, are fairly remarkable. We have extraordinary collections, you know, things that you can actually look at, but it is, it is so um, interactive and almost like you're stepping into the round in some of the experiences here, especially in Greenfield Village where uh, a variety of historic buildings have been collected from all over the country from different time periods, and many of them are furnished, and many of them have activities going in and around them that suggest a certain time period or a certain region of, of the country. And uh, that layered on with, with the Model Ts that drive constantly through Greenfield Village, um, the steam locomotive. As a matter of fact, I'm hearing the whistle in the background right now. <laughs> it brings it to life. Um, you know, history is, is, has different appeals to different people. People look at it differently. But uh, there's just no doubt about the fact that being able to step into an experience, smell, taste, touch, uh, brings it really to life. So it's planes, it's trains, it's automobiles, but it's so much more. You know, for example, I know John F. Kennedy's limousine is there. You can sit on Rosa Parks' bus. Then there's the Wright brothers that I mentioned earlier. I even recall being able to hear the first recording of a phonograph in Edison's laboratory. And that's just a few examples of the things that have uh, come into the collection here. Many of it, um, we can uh, thank Henry Ford for having the vision to uh, save things that he thought were important. And what's extraordinary is, is the things associated with famous Americans, definitely people that are top of mind like Thomas Edison or the, or the Wright brothers. But what's extraordinary about the collections here is the way Henry Ford collected was the bits and pieces of everyday life of the 19th, in some case, cases the 18th century, that people should have thrown away, but for some reason they had saved and they were still that by the 1920s were family heirlooms and they made their way here. Henry Ford was very concerned about preserving the, what he viewed as the bits and pieces, the everyday life of everyday Americans that he thought was being lost so quickly. Um, 
the modern age came very fast and the speed of life changed so dramatically. And Henry Ford had a lot to do with that by, by offering and, and letting people have affordable personal transportation. So he, know, this goes P. back to 1929. So really, Henry Ford had the foresight back then and, and began this process early on in terms he of did, collecting. Yes. And that was. And we have many examples of buildings that probably would not have survived urban renewal or lack of, of interest or whatever. Right. You know, they would have been destroyed or compromised significantly. So, Jim, how are you continuing to evolve the museum for today's... We are very much into contemporary collecting. Uh, mm -hmm. Post-World War II is a big focus. We just recently acquired one of the very few uh, originally hand-built Apple One computers mm. um, that were, you know, the first really personal computer that was introduced to the market. We've got a lot of ephemeral material, all kinds of things that, that have to do with life after World War II, and in many cases, things that are happening so quickly today and then disappearing. And um, this year is the 150th anniversary of Abraham Lincoln's assassination. Uh, is the museum doing anything to commemorate that we moment are, in history? We've got um, a couple things on tap uh, for that week, and that's the week we opened Greenfield Village, and ironically, the day the village opens for the season is the anniversary date. So the, the Postville Courthouse, where Abraham Lincoln actually practiced law, is in Greenfield Village. It was relocated by Henry Ford uh, pretty early on in the 1920s. And we'll be doing some uh, some programs there to talk about the assassination and how the nation mourned following right. that. And then in Henry Ford Museum, the chair that Lincoln was actually sitting in when he was shot will be on display It'll be out of its case. People will be able to see it more up closely for sure. And we've got a special lecture, lecture series, which is already sold out, but that'll be an evening uh, program earlier in the week with Doris Goodwin Kern. So, Jim, uh, last year I know Rudy broadcast this show from Fort Myers at the Edison Ford Winter Estates. Mary and I have been there, great places. Do you have much collaboration with the facility in Fort Myers? From time to time we do. The folks have been up here and have talked to us and seen the kind of programming that we do. Um, there are a number of artifacts on loan there that are on display from our collection. And, you know, from time to time there certainly is. A connection. Uh, we have the, the original Fort Myers Laboratory that was there uh, near that site, uh, one of the first buildings actually Henry Ford actually moved to Greenfield Village and then built Edison, a new one down there in Fort Myers. Okay, we've got about two minutes left. Our boys still talk about experiencing the Rouge factory tour. And, uh, you know, when we were there, we were able to see the F-150s actually being manufactured. Mm -hmm. Can you paint a picture for our audience and share what that's like? Yeah, it's, it's a pretty um, amazing experience, and it's just recently been uh, reimagined and reopened with the brand-new uh, aluminum-bodied F-150. Right, um, which is new uh, this year. The uh, Yes, and the, and the factory's been reworked, and the experience has been dramatically reworked as well. So the, the theater experience is now 3D, and it's just it's pretty extraordinary. It's definitely a recommended thing if you're coming definitely from out of town to take some time and go over and see the factory tour. Right, and what's going on with the revitalization of the factory? Um, um, it's geared up and changed up uh, for the new aluminum-bodied truck, and mm -hmm. the environmental uh, design there continues to be totally viable. Still is one of the larger sort of green roofs that exists, a living plant that lives on the roof of the thing that filters yeah, the You have a nice putting green on the roof there, yeah. right? Yeah. So. <laughs> and um, the, uh, the way the, the wildlife has sort of responded to some of the work they've done over there, it's, it's you know, it's an industrial study area, but it's certainly an environmental study area now, too. It's Henry Ford would be proud. Yes, no yep. question mm -hmm. about that. So as our listeners around the country hear this interview, uh, if they're enticed to visit for themselves, I'm curious, how much time do you recommend planning to truly experience the Henry Ford, Greenfield Village, uh, the Rouge Factory? Well, what do you suggest to them? Uh, definitely, a, it's a two-day visit. You, you really want to be able to spend a full day in Greenfield Village and a um, good part of another day in Henry Ford Museum, throwing in either one of the our IMAX experiences 
classes or taking part of the day to go over to the roof. And I recall that tickets can be a challenge, so I would certainly recommend if somebody is going to make sure that they they go online and get them. Would you agree? Yes, and there's some also all the time, and these are always online, um, buy one, get one, uh, half off, or different kinds of offers come and go. So check that out before you go. And always consider a membership. Even if you're from out of town, there's often a lot of value uh, as far as purchasing a ticket. Jim, there's a host of events coming up for this summer from historic baseball games on Saturdays and Sundays, just an array of offerings. Anything that you'd like to mention for our listeners? We have uh, virtually every month during the summer, there's great stuff going on. Father's Day weekend is the Motor Muster, which is a great car show. Right. Um, the Detroit Symphony is out with us for uh, July 1st through the 4th in the evening concert series. We have a wonderful ragtime event also in uh, also historic baseball. And we host uh, what's called the Maker Fair, which is kind of an interesting sort of DIY event uh, held on the campus here. Well, Jim Johnson with the Henry Ford Museum, Greenfield Village, and Ford Rouge Factory Tour. Thanks for joining us today on Rudy Max's World. Thank you, Jim. Thank you very much. If you want more information or perhaps want to plan a visit of your own, which we highly recommend, just visit thehenryford.org. That's thehenryford.org. And we'll be sure to have Janet post a link on the Rudy Maxa World Facebook page as well. All right, we really appreciate Jim's time today. And as we're coming to the end of the segment pretty quickly, let's toss it back to Rudy. Rudy? Hey, thanks, Robert and Mary. And thank you to Jim Johnson from, uh, I didn't know it was called The Henry Ford. That's interesting. Um, so that is that, as uh, Robert just said, that's the website too. If you're interested in visiting the henryford.org, straightforward enough. As I said, I visited when I was a kid. It was incredible. I'm sure it's. You know, I was a kid a long time ago, so I'm sure it's much more sophisticated now and very, very cool. Fascinating place. Well worth a visit this summer, perhaps a, a family vacation or sometime soon. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk with Brian Kelly about what this huge merger of data of frequent flyer programs between American and U.S. Airways this weekend means to you. Join Rudy Max's world by calling 800-387-8025. Access the show anytime at RudyMaxa.com. We're coming right back. If you've got aches, pains, and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to what Georgia has to say about relief factor. Over the years, I've had several injuries. I have had lots of pain, and it's been hard for me to exercise. Now I'm much more active, so I'm losing weight, and I feel better. I would recommend it to anyone. For more information about Relief Factor and the two-week quick start for just $19.95, go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. If you've got aches, pains, and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to what Dave has to say about Relief Factor. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information about Relief Factor and the two-week quick start for just $19.95, go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. lines are always open at 800-387-8025 and stay connected with the program at rudymaxa.com now back to rudy max's world and if that's not enough to remember you can always subscribe to my newsletter just text rudy max's world all one word rudy max's world 
to 22828. And you're in. 22828. Free. Comes out periodically. Try to make it amusing. Try to make it interesting. Massive, massive data action going on this weekend between American Airlines and U.S. Airways. As I mentioned before the break, American and United are merging their frequent flyer programs this weekend, this week. Uh, 100 million names. That's about a third of the population in the United States, isn't it, Brian Kelly? It is indeed. Yeah, and hopefully so far so good. I haven't heard of any horror stories. So, uh, you know, it's uh, a lot going on, but I, I think they'll be able to do it pretty well. That's a lot of zeros and O's. Brian Kelly is uh, the founder of ThePointsGuy.com. If you don't subscribe to ThePointsGuy.com, get over there to ThePointsGuy.com and say, send it to me. Because if you collect frequent flyer points and pay at least a minimum amount of attention to them, you're going to learn a whole lot about frequent flyer programs. Okay, so this is, uh, this is something other airlines have had to do. United and Continental had to do it. Um, they're not yet, American and U.S. Airways have not yet merged their reservation systems. That probably is where, if there's going to be a hiccup, it that's might occur then, yeah, yeah, Brian? That's definitely the heaviest, heaviest lifting that will happen later on this year. But, um, you know, Delta and Northwest merged their frequent flyer programs, but they actually let people link them up beforehand. So instead of doing this one massive data dump, they let people, they, they kind of did a sliding scale. But uh, what Americans doing is, is kind of doing one big switchover. That's actually happening as we speak. So uh, they seem, you know, I talked to them, and they seem to be pretty confident about it. And, uh, you know, they're ahead of schedule. So hopefully at some point this weekend you'll get an email if you have uh, a U.S. Airways and American account letting you know exactly what they transferred over. Okay, and and what what do we as as consumers and maybe members of either or both frequent fire programs need to know? This is a one to one transfer. You got one mile in U.S. Airways. You'll get it'll now become an American Airline miles, right? Exactly. So if you had U.S. Airways miles at some point this weekend, they will just become American Airlines Advantage miles at a one to one ratio. In addition to your redeemable miles, your your elite status will also come over. So if you had flights on U.S. Airways this year uh, and and bank to that program. It'll combine with your American uh, miles. And another thing most people won't realize is that your lifetime miles flown on U.S. Airways will come over. And if it pushes you over the 1 million miles uh, lifetime, you'll actually get a gold status for life on American Airlines. So there, actually, there'll be, I suspect there'll be quite a few number of people this weekend that get pushed into the million miler uh, realm with American Airlines. That's interesting. And I think, is American, uh, as far as I know of the major airlines, American's the only one that does that. If, you, if you've. Uh, you know, gone over a million, dollar, well, no, million I mean, miles, most excuse of the majors me. majors do have million-miler status. Now, the difference with yes. American was for years they allowed all miles earned, including miles from spending on their credit cards, to count towards million-miler status. So Whoa. I know my American million-miler status uh, or million miles accrued is much higher than most other airlines because usually it's just how much you fly. Sure. So, um, you know, with the combination of U.S. Airways lifetime miles this weekend, uh, I don't know if I'll exactly hit a million, but I'm, I'm getting close. Yeah, well, when I hit a million on Delta, I got a free, very nice piece of Hartman luggage worth about three hundred fifty dollars, which is very nice. But they they didn't give me any everlasting status at gold. I can assure well, you. you. Should, with million miler with Delta, you should have silver. No, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you've know. attained more than that. But yeah, well, I'm usually at gold anyway, so maybe I, maybe I haven't status, tested yeah, it yet. You get the lowest tier, but uh, I you see. Should okay. Call Delta about that. <laughs> All right. Now, what about what, is there any downside to U.S. Airways flyers in becoming American flyer frequent flyers? There's definitely some downsides. You know, uh, American only has three elite tiers, and they don't, for their lower-tier elite members, they don't do complimentary unlimited upgrades uh, like U.S. Airways did. So if you're 
a silver, gold, or platinum U.S. Airways member, you're going to have to learn a whole new upgrade system with American where you actually have to pick and choose which flights you want to upgrade and, and use some certificates. Um, but in general, I think, you know, the Advantage program, I think, is a, is a bit superior to U.S. Airways, better website, um, you know, more flexible uh, miles. But, you know, the U.S. Airways program definitely had some uh, upside as well. But it's too late to look back and book, you know, the U.S. Airways Dividend Miles program pretty much no longer exists. Right, as of as of this weekend. Well, uh, so so you are Brian. You you don't see any huge problems here. Anything that uh, U.S. Airways people can do now, they cannot claim U.S. Airways award tickets anymore. Correct. Correct. Until the miles become advantaged, uh, you won't be able to use your U.S. Airways miles because they basically have locked the system. Um, but I think in general, the advantage program is a little bit superior. You can actually book one-way awards for half the price of a of a uh, round trip and you know american has much more flexible off-peak awards you know only forty thousand miles to europe including their partners um so you know i think it's a net positive for flyers there's an article by brian uh at travelandleisure.com janet has posted it on our face my facebook fan page rudy max at travel leisure hit the like button while you're there but you can also read brian's piece if you are a u.s airways uh flyer and want to know more about it. And uh, subscribe to Brian's uh, regular newsletter by just going to thepointsguy.com. It's free, and uh, it's, I've, I've learned. I thought I knew a lot about frequent flyer miles because I've been following them since they began. I knew nothing compared to Dr. Kelly. So, Brian, I thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Safe travels, Rudy. You as well. Take care. We're coming to uh, the end of this segment. We're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about how to cast a critical eye on reviews of hotels and resorts, etc., in places like TripAdvisor. We're going to talk to a linguist, Dr. Camelia Vasquez, about what those words and those reviews tell you as a consumer. We'll go away. Rudy Max's world phone lines are open anytime. So call us at 800-387-8025. And so is the website at rudymaxa.com. Stay with us. We're coming right back after these messages. If you've got aches, pains, and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to what Dave has to say about relief factor. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about relief factor and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information about Relief Factor and the two-week quick start for just $19.95, go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. If you've got aches, pains, and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to what Georgia has to say about Relief Factor. Over the years, I've had several injuries. I have had lots of pain, and it's been hard for me to exercise. Now, I'm much more active, so I'm losing weight, and I feel better. I would recommend it to anyone. For more information about Relief Factor and the two-week quick start for just $19.95, go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Hi, I'm Joan London, and if you're worried about your parent or a loved one living alone like I was, and you want reliable senior care information, then call A Place for Mom, the nation's largest senior living referral service. You'll get free information on assisted living, Alzheimer's care, nursing homes, even important financial information. They had obviously researched every place, not just given me names. Really? Yeah. They found me a place for what she could afford, and it was magnificent. We're now very confident that she's safe and they just helped every step of the way and I can't thank them enough. 
So if you're struggling to find reliable senior living information, call A Place for Mom. This is a free service, and you can trust them to help you. If you're struggling to find reliable senior living information for your mom or dad, then call or go online to get the free help you need during this turbulent time. Call now. 800-467-5123. 800-467-5123. Do you instant message? Get a better service and chat everywhere. Trillion is modern instant messaging for home or work that prioritizes chat interoperability and security. Start a chat on your iPad at breakfast. Continue chatting from the car, train, or plane via your mobile phone. And wrap things up from the office on your desktop. Trillion has great support for many different chat networks, including Facebook, Google, MSN, AIM, ICQ, Yahoo, and more. There's even mail integration. Upgrade your instant messaging today. Visit Trillion.im. That's T-R-I-L-L-I-A-N.im. Do you or someone you know have an overseas trip coming up? Perhaps a college student preparing to study abroad or someone planning a honeymoon or trip of a lifetime. Why not get a feel for the place by ordering one of my DVDs? From Paris to Hong Kong, Tokyo to Tuscany, I've made more than 80 shows on the world's great destinations. Knowing a bit about the history, culture, people, and cuisine of a city or region beforehand can enrich any trip. Just click on store at www.maxa.tv to sample my DVDs. That's maxa.tv. And check out the new Blu-rays as well. To participate in the program, call anytime, 800-387-8025, or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Once again, you're in Rudy Maxa's world. Do you believe those reviews of hotels and resorts you read on uh, amateur writing, well, let's put it this way, the publicly uh, posted on websites like TripAdvisor.com, if you are a linguist, you probably look at it with a more uh, uh, more perceptive eye than the rest of us. I'm delighted to be joined by Dr. Camilla Vasquez. She is uh, an associate professor in the Department of World Languages at the University of South Florida, also the author of The Discourse of Online Consumer Reviews. And she has studied those reviews and, and brings a wealth of knowledge to it that the rest of us uh, in our casual reading don't. Uh, Dr. Vasquez, nice to have you aboard. Hi, Rudy. Thanks for having me. So generally, I, the ongoing debate for years over large websites like TripAdvisor is, uh, are some of the positive reviews planted and are some of the negative reviews planted? What do you look for and what, what, what generalities can you make just looking at the way reviews are written by members of the public? What does some of them tell you? Sure. Um, my argument usually goes along the lines that there are billions of these reviews, right? So it can't be that the majority of them are fake. Of course, we know that some of them probably are, and there are always ways to game the system. Um, and, you know, different newspapers and, and forms of media have focused on some of those. So that's not really the primary area of my expertise, but I'm happy to share some of the red flags that were, you know, we've been given as signals that a review might be fake. So one of the things that um, experts often say is that we should be aware or skeptical of reviewers who have only posted one review on a site. So if this is only the only review that somebody's posted and it's categorically positive or categorically negative, that means it's only says good things or only says bad things and doesn't offer a kind of objective opinion, that might be potentially suspicious. So those are some of the things that I would look for. 
Um, another thing that is maybe a clue that a review isn't above board is, you know, a review that just has kind of an empty, superficial description, uh, like great hotel, nice pool, friendly staff, right, where there's not a lot of detail or and no personal experience. So those are also um, some reviews that, that might be questionable, but we never know. And in, in the New York Times piece called The Art of the Amateur um, Online Review, in which I found your name because you were quoted in it, you and, and other linguists um, mentioned that something that might lead us to give more credence to a review were specific details, such as the size of a hotel room or, or a narrative telling a story. Yeah, um, so telling a story is often, you know, when you tell a story, you have to include your first-person perspective. So that sort of gives a flavor of having been there when you include first-person pronouns and where you talk about your own experiences in specific ways. Um, I'm really interested in stories. That's one of the th focuses of my research. And so um, one of the things that I found is that we often find negative reviews being relayed in a narrative or story-like way, um, usually. And that's because narratives or stories tend to focus around some kind of a problem. And so um, when we have a positive experience, like I went there and everything was fine, that's not really a story. That's more of a description. So, um, yeah, I, I don't necessarily think there's a link between stories and authenticity, but stories are one of the ways in which one of the structures that reviewer writers use. At least some people put some time into it. Uh, Dr. Vasquez is an applied linguist. I'm looking at her website. And uh, she studies how we communicate social information, among other things, how we communicate social information to others about who we are as people, where we're from, what we do. Um, what, <laughs> can you elaborate on that and give me an example of, of that before I say goodbye to you? Because I'm fascinated by this. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that my research has, has uncovered is that a lot of reviewers use language in ways of identifying themselves as some kind of an expert. And so where this fits in with travel reviews, for example, I found that somewhere around 25 to 30 percent of reviewers will say something that gives us a, some indication about their expertise. So very often that takes the form of professional expertise. So a review writer will say something like, I work in the industry, in the travel industry, or wow. I travel often for business, or I stayed in most of the hotels in, you know, the southern part of Ireland or some kind of clue. And that gives readers a frame for interpreting the evaluation that's being offered for that person. So those are the kinds of features that I find really interesting about this kind of writing online. If I sat down to have dinner with you, would I be careful in my word selection because I'd feel like I'm meeting with, uh, <laughs> having, having a social dinner with a psychiatrist who's going, guy's got deep problems. <laughs> No, but I might be listening for features of your accent. Try to figure out where you're from. <laughs> ah, well, that 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 I can handle. Um, the, the New York Times piece that called my attention to Dr. Vasquez is uh, it was published in November 2014. There's a link on uh, uh, our Facebook page, I believe. Uh, she's got it up there. Uh, Janet does. Uh, Dr. Vasquez, thank you so much for dropping in. Thanks, Rudy. It was great. I love the power of words, and the power of spoken word is something I don't think about as much as it should. certainly she does. Anyway, stick around. We'll be right back in just a moment. To participate in the program and have some fun, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. We're coming right back. To join Rudy Max's world, call anytime, 800-387-8025.
Follow the program on Facebook at Rudy Max's World. Now back to America's number one travel radio show. My guest this segment is Stefan Krasowski. He is the blog curator of Rapid Travel Chai. Now, what is Rapid Travel Chai? Well, it's a blog dedicated to the, uh, the proposition that you might not always be able to take all these fabulous trips you read about in Travel and Leisure and Condé Nast Traveler, etc., uh, but you might be able to take short, quick trips that are meaningful. Uh, Stefan Krasowski uh, is an international business development exec based in New York. He's a graduate of the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. He studied in Shanghai, Hong Kong, and Tokyo, and he's fluent in Mandarin Chinese, but he and I have agreed that we would conduct this interview entirely in English. Stefan, welcome to the show. Nice to have you here. Thank you. And actually, I'm I'm in O'Hare Airport, ready to connect to a flight to Beijing. Thanks for well, I, well, thank you for taking time out of uh, your your airport uh, moments to to s- spend with us. Um, you have talked about, and and, and I, I gather you have a particular passion for listeners who, uh, or excuse me, for um, military commemorations, historical tours involving military uh, subjects, and so on. Am I right? Yeah, absolutely. And this past weekend, I was able to uh, join the 70th anniversary for the Iwo Jima landings, a group that was organized by Military Historic Tours that has been doing this for several years. They brought 44 veterans from the battle, all in their 90s, won uh, the last surviving Medal of Honor winner, uh, many of their families, and then some of us in the public were able to, to get a spot on the charter as well. And where did, did they go? Did you go to Iwo Jima? Yes, we did. We uh, we had to uh, get ourselves to Guam, and you could either do it as part of a larger tour to uh, sites in the Pacific, Guam, Peleliu, Tinian, Saipan, or in my case, I only had the weekend, so I flew into uh, Guam, and we had a symposium and banquet the night before with the Marine Commandant, and then uh, had three charter United planes last Saturday out to Iwo Jima. And this was, uh, you mentioned it in passing, I want to underline it, a company called Military Historical Tours, or milltours.com. And are there other companies like this that that, uh, provide visitors easy access to either centennials or arenas like Vietnam War Tours, Korean War Tours, European War Tours? Yeah, there's a number of companies, and it seems like in many cases they work together. For instance, partnering uh, on this tour also included a company called Valor Tours and Stephen Ambrose Tours. And all three of these companies get high marks from uh, various participants I talked to. I just want to write those down. And Valor Tours and Stephen Ambrose Tours. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, now, are you telling me that you went for two days from New York to Guam to go to Iwo Jima and back? Absolutely. Well, I actually had to continue on to France for business. So, uh, flew, flew around the world last week to do it, but uh, I had waited a year to get a spot on this charter, and then was going to do it no matter what what happened. And now you're in, now you're at O'Hare in Chicago, about to go to uh, China. Yeah, I spent uh, ten hours at home last night. So. so you have no idea what time it is, do you? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and and are you a military tour buff? Uh, well, I've, I've been interested in it. Uh, it started when I lived in, in China. The Commonwealth War Graves Commission uh, 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 runs a number of cemeteries, and then I started visiting U.S. sites in the Pacific. Uh, Tinian, the, the largest airfield in the world at one time, where uh, the Enola Gay took off from. You can drive the airfield on your own and, and, and tour the remains there. Guadalcanal 
and started getting fascinated in in, in exploring this history and, and then learning about these commemorations with the veterans that are, are slowly, uh, but uh, unfortunately, uh, passing with time. You you mentioned you mentioned something in the beginning of that uh, narrative about a historical uh, gravestone or what what did you say what was uh, historical markers? Oh well, um, if if you go to uh, if you go to Tinian, which is off the coast of Saipan, you can actually drive around the uh, the airfield where all the B twenty nines took off, and they even have markers where uh, the uh, Nola Gay was loaded. They had to dig out the runway because the atomic bombs were so large. They had to uh, they had to build out the runway. Yeah, they actually had to dig a hole in the runway to uh, load the load the bombs under the plane that they were so oh, large. Oh, a hole down in the runway to load yeah, the, the, yeah. the Enola Gay up. So when you go out to these, you uh, get uh, all, all sorts of interesting tidbits and, and learn about the history and the sacrifices are... Uh, or in my case, our grandfather's made. All right. Uh, Janet has put a, a, a link to your March 26th blog post about mm-hmm. uh, the 70th, Iwo Jima 70th anniversary. And I will repeat again that uh, Stephen Ambrose Tours, Valor Tours, and you also uh, uh, mentioned another tour company, Military Historical Tours, uh, are yeah. all places to and, look at. If you... And they've got a uh, potentially really cool one. It's not confirmed, but this December it would be... Uh, uh, the Pearl Harbor anniversary that you could celebrate on December 7th in Hawaii. And then because of the international dateline, they would then have a charter to wake a toll and re-celebrate December 7th commemoration at wake on the same day. Fascinating. And if, you, if you'd if you like to read Stefan's uh, uh, blogs, they're at rapidtravelchai.boardingarea.com. Stefan, have a nice flight to China. Thanks for taking time out to talk to us. Thank you. We are at the end of another weekend show. Two hours of Rudy Max's world. I, I'm so glad you joined me. Let's do it again next weekend. Meanwhile, I want to say thank you to my engineer, Jeff Ryder, and to my executive producer, Janet Deo Sovita McDonald. I'm Rudy Maxa. Travel safely, and we'll talk to you next weekend. You've been listening to Rudy Maxa's World, America's number one travel radio show on the SSI Radio Network.